The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to First Bite, the Pride of Detroit middle of the week podcast, your bite-sized podcast where we kind of take a little chunk of the news this week and and give it to you in a little bite-sized podcast but this week we got something special for you but before we get into all that my name is Jeremy Reisman I am the interim coach of the podcast I'm the managing editor of Pride of Detroit and I'm your co-host for First Bite with me as always for First Bite Ryan Matthews how we doing tonight Ryan I'm doing just great, Jeremy. I think we got a we got a good listen for the people this week on the uh, on the POD cast. We do indeed, because we have a very special guest with us, and one that's kind of had an interesting relationship with Pride of Detroit itself. Um, he is a former Detroit Lions wide receiver from 2016 to 2018. Uh, near and dear to my heart, he is the 2016 name bracket champion <laughs> at Pride of Detroit, and he's also the pride of Winnemucca, Nevada. Jace Billings joins us on the First Bite podcast. Jace, how are you doing tonight? Doing good, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Um, so yeah, if, if you aren't aware of kind of our weird relationship with Jace, um, <laughs> weird. <in> 20, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's really no other way to put it. Um, in 2016, um, we, we do a name bracket thing every year where we try to figure out who has the best name on the Detroit Lions, uh, roster. We did it based on the dead spin thing that, that, existed a few years ago anyways um jace won it in 2016 and he has a solid name i'll give him that i think he was a three seed that year but but the real reason he won the whole bracket was because his entire city of about seven thousand people is is that around right yeah seven eight thousand yep the whole city of winnemucca nevada just collapsed upon pride of detroit in fact i think at one point um i was looking at the the two biggest cities of sources of our, our readership that day and winnemucca was two behind the city of detroit and that was oh, amazing dope, to man. me yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so um you actually reached out to us to 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 be on this podcast and we have some fun stuff mm. we're going to talk about um talk about your career in Detroit, talk about how things ended. Um, but I just wanted to kind of catch up with you and, and ask you right off the bat, what are you up to these days? Well, first of all, man, I want to, I want to thank you for doing that bracket. That was probably my greatest accomplishment in the NFL was winning that thing, man. So, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so, so that was, so that was pretty cool. Man. I, that, uh, it's funny, but, uh, but yeah, man, I'm just, uh, I'm back home now in Winnemucca. 
and um, I'm still uh, I'm doing uh, music now and uh, just working on that basically all the time and uh, just doing some other things around town as well. So uh, things are good. Things are good. So Jace, when did when did the music thing become like a passion of yours? Because it seemed like there was this almost seamless transition from you being done with football to like you having mm-hmm. a song out like not too not too you know, much later after that. So when did the music passion start and, and how has it been, you know, entering this new phase of your life? Yeah, it, well, it's, I've always been big on music and uh, I'd say I'd started writing some songs in, well, I don't know, since I was little. Um, and then all throughout uh, my football career, even then, you know, I'd, I'd write songs kind of for fun and stuff. And, um, um, and it's kind of take, started taking over my life, you know, when that mixed with, uh, how I started to see um, NFL and just, you know, there's a lot of factors I went into my decision to go with that. At the end of the day, it was just, just in my heart, man, what I had to do. I wish I, <laughs> I wish that uh football would have stayed, uh, stayed my biggest passion because it would have been, you know, a lot easier just to keep, keep going with that. But, uh, but yeah, man, it's been, it's been a, it's been a crazy journey so far. Um, I learned a lot about just life and a lot about myself and, um, been luckily been having a lot of people that have uh, been on board and willing to help with what I got going. And, and so I'm excited to see uh, where it goes. Well, let's talk a little bit about that kind of hometown support since it tied in with mm-hmm. the, the name bracket and kind of how we grew accustomed to you and, and your story. Um, can, can you go back to 2016 when you're first entering the year, entering the NFL, you, you, you stumble upon this name bracket thing. You're probably not mm-hmm. entirely sure what it is or what, or who <clears throat> we are. Um, what is it like to kind of have all that happening, see all the support from your hometown all while you're trying to make it in the NFL? Well, I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it's just so cool, man. Just, it was cool to, uh, for everyone else to see how supportive of a community that we have here. And, um, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure a lot of them were under the pressure that might help me make the team. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately that wasn't the case, but, uh, but yeah, you know, just, it was, you know, that whole NFL experience was crazy for me because, um, I went from, you know, obviously a small town and then, uh, college was a NAI school. So small school football. And, um, where, where it was a, you know, a lot different than the NFL. We, you know, we uh, didn't have any planes. Our shortest bus drive for the first couple of years was nine hours, you know? So um, we're, you know, if you're playing at that level, you're really just playing for the love of the game. And it was, a, it was an awesome experience. I wouldn't trade for the world, but uh, obviously there's a, a lot of differences between that and the NFL, which uh, was a big learning process, but luckily, you know, for uh, that first year, I, I made it through that and had some opportunities. So, yeah, it was, uh, I learned a lot through that transition. And, um, uh, like I said, is is the support that was behind me from, uh, my hometown and Northern Nevada in general was, uh, was probably the most amazing part about it. How, how big of a culture shock was the NFL for you coming from kind of the small school and small college? Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty big. Um, at the same time, you know, I'm always, it wasn't like, you know, I was, no, I was clueless with the NFL. I knew what to expect a little bit and, sure. And I, I guess I also just didn't think too much about it. I'm just kind of a guy who, you know, whatever's thrown in front of him, I try to just give him my best effort and and uh, and see where it goes. But uh, definitely a culture shock as far as um, just the business and, um, and and you know a lot of those aspects about it. And a lot of you know it was obviously pretty cool, man. All the the great facilities we got to use and and all that. So it was it was a, a special transition. 
Well, you, you talk a little bit there, Jace, about that transition and how it had a business tinge to it. And you said that that was, you cited that as like one of the reasons why, you know, you stepped away from football is, you know, the business side of it and kind of like the physical toll that, you know, the, the NFL had kind of taken on your body. Like, can mm. you explain more like what went mm. into that decision? Like, you know, specifically. Yeah, it, right. And, um, you know, now the dust settles a little bit too. I've been, I've done some, a lot of reflection too, is a lot of the, you know, how that, how it all took place. But, um, I mean, yeah, the business, so like I said, small college football, man, we, we played just straight love of the game and, and, uh, it was great. You know, it wasn't, we'd be lucky if there was 500 fans there. Um, we'd play in Northern Montana, wherever. And so I was, you know, I was just used to that and playing, you know, as a team and just, um, and just playing, you know, we all had one common goal, man. It was just going out there and, and having fun and, and trying to win. And not that the NFL wasn't like that, but obviously it's a business. And, uh, um, that was just, that was, that was hard to adjust because I just something I wasn't used to. And I wasn't used to, you know, we're always used to, I've come from a place where, you know, no matter what, we always, uh, you know, we realize what's important, you know, and we put, when, when we're having interactions and stuff like that, um, you know, we, we always know what's important despite what challenges we might be going through, you know, business-wise or anything like that. And um, I don't mm-hmm. say that even to, to bag on the, on the line, honestly. That's just, that's just how it is, man. That's just how the NFL is. And, um, and man, the teammates I had there were amazing. Um, I, had, I built great relationships with all those guys. And then another aspect was, you know, I had a lot of things going on in my life, and I realized um, I wanted to take control of my own life and um, living a life that's kind of dependent on what other people are going to, are going to think of you or what other, you know, the, you, just, you don't have as much control. And, and, uh, I just, I just like the freedom, uh, that I have, that I grew up with and, uh, that I saw that I could still have potentially. So, so did you really view as, you know, did you view the business side of the, of the game of, of football? Once you got to the NFL level, did you view that as a way that control was being kind of taken away from you? A little bit. And I, and I also just, uh, you know, I, in respect to just life in general, you know, I understand, you know, it's the, the NFL is an awesome opportunity, but, um, you know, I had some, had some things going on, you know, that, that first or that second year, um, my sister was, uh, got diagnosed with cancer and then, just the fact that I, you know, I didn't even have an option to really be home while she was going through that. Um, it just kind of, you know, put things in perspective for me in a lot of ways. And, uh, um, it was kind of frustrating. And then, uh, you know, tack that on with just the whole business side and, you know, um, in a, in a industry where I think it's easy for people, for everybody to, to lose sight of, you know, what's really important in life and stuff like that. Um, and that's just life. Everyone goes through it. And so, um, I just, I just probably had a different way in uh, dealing with it in my own life is, um, you know, so I don't take that away from the industry or anything. It's just how I responded was finding my, uh, my passion and, and music and, and, uh, and uh, deciding to, to head that direction. Yeah. And I think it's kind of an interesting mm-hmm. point that you bring up because everyone knows of kind of like the physical sacrifices that players make to play in the NFL, but not yeah. a lot of people talk about those social sacrifices that people make or family sacrifices that they make. You know, we see all the yeah. time players have a newborn kid that they don't get to see during the entire mm-hmm. season, things like that. Yeah. And so yeah. it's kind of interesting for you to talk about something like that, because I do think it's a lot mm-hmm. more common than people kind of lead on. Right. And yeah, like I said, that's part of it. And, uh, but just me personally, um, 
not only, you know, that was just a different way I wanted to deal with it. And that's not what I wanted to deal with. And, um, also had a different calling. Um, and so I went a different direction and I just, you know, people make those sacrifices also for their family, you know, so they can provide them with, uh, with, with, you know, a good house and good money. So, you know, it's, uh, it just kind of depends on the way you look at it. And I respect, uh, both views. Um, well, speaking of kind of maybe some some misconceptions that that fans have of the NFL, is there anything that you learned in in your short time in the NFL that maybe the regular fan doesn't see or or, or do, may not understand completely? Um, I mean, they they got so much access on the NFL now. I feel like, uh, <laughs> um, you know, fans know pretty much pretty much what's going on, and even if you tell them something different, they aren't going to believe you anyway. So, right. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know, just that just that business side, and yeah, this takes a lot of time away from the families, you know, during the season, you're with the team more than you are with your family, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just, that's probably the, the, the big thing about it. And, and the toll it takes on your body is, uh, now, you know, I was a practice squad guy, so I wasn't even out there, uh, getting, getting too banged up. Um, but I did, I did run around a lot, but, <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, so but that side of it's, uh, is pretty intense, obviously. Were, were you able to have family in town during the season or, or were most of your, your loved ones still back there in Winnemucca? Um, no, they they came up a, a few times. Uh, mm-hmm. they came, they would come up for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, and then they came up for a couple preseason games. So, um, so uh, yeah, a little bit, um, one, <laughs> you want a funny story. They drove up for Thanksgiving and before they got on the plane, you know, I was on the active roster, maybe going to play mm-hmm. the Thanksgiving game. By the time they landed, I'd got cut. So, <laughs> so that was hard to break to them when they landed. <laughs> but, but that's just part of it. it was, I mean, we all laughed about it, you know. It was yeah. Funny, but <laughs> well, uh, outside of that tradition, did did you did you enjoy the Thanksgiving tradition at all? Was it was it kind of a new way to to celebrate it um, for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that Detroit Thanksgiving tradition man is sweet and. Honestly, I grew, I got a lot of respect for the city of Detroit, man. I had I had a lot of fun there. I think that city is is cool, and uh, man, I'm, I'm lucky that I got to got to play and be a part of that place. So, all right, when we come back, we're going to get a little bit more into your time with the Lions. Talk about some some of the guys you rub shoulders with. Um, talk about some of the the rubs you had with management and and other things, and and maybe get a little bit into your perspective of of the Lions as an organization. So stick with us. Uh, stick with us. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
Happy price, price line. And we're back with First Bite, our very special episode with former Detroit Lions wide receiver Jace Billingsley. And as I mentioned before, and I'm going to, every time I introduce you, I'm going to call you the 2016 name bracket champion because I have to. Sweet, man. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's get into uh, some of your experiences with the Lions. Maybe some some stories you've got about the Lions, your your coworkers, your co- your players. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think the first thing I want to talk about is the guys in that wide receiver room because you were around mm-hmm. some some really good talent in your short time here. Golden yeah. Tate, Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay. Um, what was it like, you know, learning from those guys, being beside those guys, befriending those guys? Yeah, I mean, it was it was awesome, and. Uh... Um, one example is Golden Tate. <laughs> Watching him uh, when I was growing up play, you know, I honestly, honestly, I wasn't a big fan of him. And it's kind of funny how life works <laughs> out because then, then I get up there and he's he's the guy who takes me under his wing, man. He's he's the nicest guy up there, you know, as far as helping me out and just on and off the field. Uh, so it's kind of you know that was a kind of a learning experience for me, man. Like you gotta you know don't don't just judge someone based on what you're you know seeing on TV. That guy was. And you know, you realize he just—he's having so much fun out there playing, man. And he was just—he's a great guy, man. So uh, I got a lot of respect for him. And and yeah, all—I mean, all those guys. Uh, Marvin's an awesome guy. I got to—I also got to play with uh, Anquan Bolden. Um, right, yeah. Man, yeah. So all those guys are are great. And I still—I got you know relationships with with a lot of guys on my team. For you know, for example, uh, for my up from football camp this year, I'm gonna have uh, Haloti. Uh, Anthony Zettel and Steve Longer come down and help out, so uh, nice. they're going to get a little bit of the Mucktown experience. So <laughs> should be fun. But uh, <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, man, the, the teammates that was, that was by far the best part of um, uh, my experience, you know, with the Lions for sure. I, I have I have to ask just because I'm curious what what made you not like Golden Tate from what you just watched of him? Is it just kind of the cocky uh, attitude? Uh, I mean, a little bit, and I, probably also I was a I grew up a Packers fan, and he you know he had that touchdown against the Packers. That was like an interception. Yeah, he likes. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, yeah, he likes. You know, he does those dances and stuff. Which, which you know, like I said, I was I'm a you know I'm an idiot. I grew you know I, I thought he, you know being cocky. He's just having fun, man. He's out there having fun. So, um, you know, I learned I learned a lot from that guy. And then it was also fun beating him in ping pong too. So, so <laughs> oh, I got I got loves, I got throw that got out to- there. Were were you were you the best in in the locker room? I they, they, I don't know if you know they got rid of you were probably there when they got rid of it. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I know I know Golden was was huge on table ten. For you, you were better than him. Well, uh, we went back and forth, and the funny part is, uh, um, actually, he probably beat me most of the time. But then you know, I get I get uh, upset, and I say, all right, let's throw a hundred bucks down. And whenever we put money on it, I always beat him. So you know that's when it counts, and I always beat him. So I, you know, I'll, I'll take the I'll take the title. You're a gamer. You're a gamer. <laughs> yeah. Right. When, the lights, when the lights are on, that's when you show. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. But yeah, that was, that was always fun to locker room doing that. So well, that's cool, man. It sounds like there are a lot of high character guys that are in that locker room, and that's got to just be an awesome experience. Um, oh, in, yeah, in, sure. in, in, in addition to that wide receiver group, have to ask because he's much of the topic of the off season for the lions right now, but like, what was it like to catch passes from Matthew Stafford? Oh man. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Stafford, another, you know, high character guy, man. He is, uh, uh, yeah, he's an awesome dude. Obviously a great quarterback, man. Whoever, whoever talks down on him, you know, don't, don't know what they're talking about in my opinion. Um, so yeah, he was, he's a great leader. Just a great, great person, man. Says hello to everybody. Even if, you know, someone just gets there and, you know, practice squad. He'll introduce himself, and uh, which 
which, you know, I've heard isn't always, you know, the case around the league with some quarterbacks. So, um, yeah, he's that for me. I got nothing but good things to say about that guy. All right, let's move kind of more to the front office, the coaches. Um, you were there when the Lions kind of underwent a big regime change, obviously, with uh, the firing of Jim Caldwell, the hiring of Matt Patricia. Um, I know you were only there for the offseason, but what was that transition like for you, and, and what sort of differences did you notice in the locker room? Obviously, there, there's a lot. Those two guys are very different kind of coaches, but um, just right. I'm curious about your personal transition with that regime. Um, yeah, it was it was a... Uh... It was interesting, and it was kind of cool because I got to go to the the Patriots right after that, right. Um, and so I can uh, I could kind of you know compare those. But um, yeah, it was a transition for sure, and um, obviously Patricia was more old school, you know, um, uh, not as I guess player friendly when it comes to practices and, and things like that. And you know, I don't things might have changed since then, but you know, that's just their style, and the same with Patriots. Um, and so it was interesting to go through that, and he came in, you know. Uh, pretty hardcore as far as changing the culture, um, but I think that's kind of what you need to do when you're first making a change. So um, obviously a lot of players uh, were opposed to it. I mean, honestly, it was more of my style. I mean, uh, that's how I grew up, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so, so I mean, I was used to it, but uh, it definitely was a lot of work. And, uh, um, you know, it was a fun little uh, experience to go through as well. When when you say it's, it's kind of more your style, is that just kind of like yeah. – the hard work mentality, like a little bit less play, more focused on, you know, the, the goal ahead or, or I, I guess I, I just want a little more clarity is what you mean by that. Uh, well, yeah. So, you know, he, uh, so, you know, those guys, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty uh, strict and, uh, yeah. you know, ruthless in, in some of the meetings and stuff. And, uh, and like I said, they want you to, to work hard. And um, for example, I grew up, you know, besides, you know, football, but wrestling and everything, uh, mm-hmm. you know, coached by my dad. And he was a, he's a, got a bunch of state championships, a high school coach, and they called him the general, you know, because <laughs> he was a hard ass. So I'm just, in that way, you know, I was, uh, I was used to it. And honestly, I didn't really, I didn't mind that aspect of, uh, of uh, Patricia or anything. Uh, I, I didn't mind that. I think, uh, you know, once you get to the, the pro level, you do need to, have opportunities to rest your body and, and whatnot. And, um, but I wasn't even there for the regular season. So I'm sure they, you know, it, it got better after that. So. Yeah. So, well, real quick to jump back, um, talking about regular season, what was it like to play in, you know, an actual, you know, NFL game, you played in a couple games, you logged some right. time playing special teams and, and stuff like that. Like, was that just, you know, maybe the kid in you where you're realizing, Hey, like maybe me, the man might not be worthy of this moment, but like the, me, the boy is like freaking out that I'm playing in an NFL game. Yeah. I mean, um, starting out with, uh, well, preseason, our first game, uh, you just, yeah, I was, uh, I was a blast, man. I was out there just uh, having fun. And that was when, you know, I wasn't as a receiver, I really wasn't that good, but, um, it's kind of <laughs> funny if you just, if you're just out there, uh, if you're just out there playing, man, good things happen. And, you know, I, I scored a touchdown that game and, and I was whatnot, say, and man, then, what are you talking about? You had a touchdown in that Steelers game. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So that was, that was actually the first NFL game I've been to, period. And uh, and so that was cool, man. Yeah, my my, uh, my family was there for that, which is cool. And then um, and then the other cool one was uh, uh, playing Monday night at Lambeau because, like I said, I grew up a Packers fan. Mm-hmm. So doing that. And then um, my guy, Coach Joe uh, Marciano, special teams guy, um, mm-hmm. he told me five minutes before the game, hey, we're putting you in on kickoff. And then, uh, and then I, I ended up getting uh, the first yeah. tackle of the game, and then then another one, uh, yeah. and another one later and stuff. So that was also a, a great experience playing on Lambo Monday night and, and making a couple of plays. 
Do you, do you kind of wear it as a as a badge of honor that your your stats on NFL.com are just two tackles and just kind of show kind of the tough <laughs> wrestling mentality that you have? Uh, I, I can't say I have uh, good enough stats to wear any of those as a badge of honor. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, I'll take it. Sure, I'll take it. Yeah, receiver. I mean, receiver having two tackles, you know, probably <laughs> says a lot about my receiving skills. But I'll take it. <laughs> Hey, I don't. I don't know if a lot of wide receivers these days would be willing to get into the to the dirt of of special teams. So I, I it does That's take true. a special kind of player to to even want to do that. I think. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Thanks. Man. <laughs> well, I mean, Jace, you you know, uh, we've been in contact with you. You want to talk a little bit about how you wanted to clear the air, maybe in regards mm-hmm. to you know, your music video that you had battle for, uh, for that song, right. and some of the images that were in that music mm-hmm. video, and some of the lyrics right. that you know, also were included in that song. Um, what do you want to talk about when it comes to, when it comes to that? Uh, well, I want, well, I want to apologize. Cause you know, like I said, the dust settles and, um, you know, I, I stand behind like, you know, the reasoning, you know, I guess behind it, but there's no reason to, to do those personal attacks. You know, that was, uh, I was kind of, that was not called for, you know, and just cause you have, and I, you know, I'd say, I still believe that my intentions behind the whole message of the video were definitely, uh, you know, we're definitely pure, but it doesn't mean you can just do whatever you want. So I apologize for, for doing that because, uh, you know, uh, Bob Quinn, Rod, Rod Wood, they're good guys, man. You know, Bob Quinn's son was there when I was there. He was always helping out, man. He's a good dad. And, and, um, and it kind of, it kind of blew up as far as the Detroit thing more than I thought, you know, um, cause I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I didn't think Detroit people would care cause I didn't, you know, really do anything for the Lions. So, um, but the whole, the whole point of that little scene was, uh, um, you know, I, I got offered back by the Lions, and uh, um, I I chose I chose to follow my heart and go with music, which was probably the hardest one of the hardest decisions of my life because you know I'm turning down ten thousand dollars a week, um, and so that was just you know that it's kind of that little part was me saying you know I'm gonna stay true to to who I am and not um, not sell out for uh, something that I don't believe is uh, something uh, something that I don't believe I I should be doing. Um, and so that was kind of the thing of that. And, um, and, uh, you know, um, unfortunately it also took away from, uh, the other people I had in the video. Cause I had my, uh, one of my best buddies who, uh, who was in it, the saddle bronc guy who, uh, went to the NFR, which is national finals rodeo. And I had Alexis in there who just, um, um, uh, you know, successfully beat cancer at a, at a young age and she's been through a lot. And so those are the people that I was really trying to highlight. And then, Unfortunately, that one second clip, uh, as far as like, as far as the Detroit side goes, um, you know, kind of, uh, obviously, uh, <laughs> upset people. And, you know, I, I'm in the, you know, looking back, you know, I was wrong for doing that. No need for me to do personal attacks. So, um, yeah. anyways, you know, I think, uh, you know, but you got to stand, you know, anyways, I've learned a lot from it. And, uh, like I said, I just wanted to apologize for doing that as that wasn't uh, necessary. So, yeah, I, I really think though, Jace, like the timing of it, and when Lions mm-hmm. fans had an opportunity to see something that, oh, hey, look, maybe there's somebody on the inside who sees things the way that a lot of us see it, it kind of offers them a point of validation. So, I mean, really, honestly, maybe just a timing thing with how, how badly the Lions have kind of been playing mm-hmm. as of late when, when, that, when that music video came out. So Right, right. And like I said, either way, you know, uh, there wasn't a need for um, the personal attacks. And like I said, I, I don't agree with everything they, you know, everything they've done, but that's, that's just, you know, you don't have to agree with, you know, anybody with everything they do. So it's, uh, like I said, I feel, I feel bad about it, man, honestly. And, uh, but, um, like I said, I've grown and I think, uh, I think that's one of the ways you grow as a person is you stand up for what you believe in. 
and then um, you yeah, get totally. back, and then you, you you realize, you know, um, well, some of these some of these are definitely right, and this I got, I know I messed up, I got to own up to it, um, and so uh, you know, I just I just want to apologize for that. So, and it, I mean, it's kind of ironic that out of that you know five minute video that is very kind of heartwarming if you watch it front to back, it comes mm-hmm. off an album called All mm-hmm. Love, and the the two second clip of of you know, the cloud gnosis thing is what everyone kind of attached to. Exactly, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, like I said, that's my fault. You know I mean? I, um, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done it. And I guess that's what I get for, uh, for doing that. Cause you know, like I said, personal tax like that, you know, um, <laughs> I was surprised at how serious and maybe some people took it. And, uh, but either way, yeah, I just, I just didn't think it through all the way. So, um, but, but yeah, um, it definitely took away a little bit, at least from, like I said, at least from the choice side, people, you know, that understand yeah. who I am and, uh, the the story behind me you know get it for sure but um anyways yeah and and i also think you know part of the reason it it latched on to detroit is just it's starting and maybe maybe that was the beginning of it maybe it was the middle of it it's 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 the start of a pattern of behavior that, that we're mm. seeing some from some former lions players obviously like right. andre Diggs right. is a guy who, who's who talked uh, mm. out um at the end of last year and and i'm not going to mm. ask you to speak on any of those situations um Obviously, mm-hmm. it's not your place to do something like that. But um, yeah. from the, from fans' point of view, I think that's where the frustration and that's why they attach to that is just mm-hmm. this is an organization that saw Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson leave on ugly terms. And so the yeah. more we hear it, the more it becomes ingrained mm-hmm. like this is, you know, there's something wrong going with the Lions organization. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's tough to parse, especially with a guy like you. You know, you, you only spent time with two organizations so you don't know what's the nfl what's the lions but um right yeah it, it's it's tough right no it is and, and uh you know and for my i probably came in it with a little bit more of a a pure pure view of football you know too you know if mm-hmm. i think if you go to a d1 program you get a little bit more a taste of that business side like right. i said i came in too as, as far as um you know a pretty you know like i said all love the game and um and uh, just I, I saw some things, and yeah, and you know I do think that they could do things different as a as a culture for the Lions. Like I said, I haven't been there for a couple of years now, so who knows what it is now. But at least when I was there, I think culture wise they could do some things that um, that the whole organization would uh, benefit from. Um, but uh, but anyways, yeah. Do Do you have you know maybe even just a small example of something that you you'd like to see the Lions do to either take care, take better care of their players or you know change the the, the culture a little bit? Um, I would say, uh, like I said, you know, everyone's got an opinion. Um, but I think, mm-hmm. I think what what kind of goes on with, uh, the, what, who they have there now is, you know, they're trying to do the Patriots thing. And, um, mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot to learn from the Patriots cause they're an amazing organization, a lot of success, but, um, you still have to implement your own culture, you know, in your own way. And I, and, you know, you have to add your own values, your own, your own ways. And I think they maybe, maybe try to do things exactly too much like the Patriots. And it's just, you know, you got a different city. You got, you got a different, you got different players. You got, you know, you're different. You're, you're not Belichick. You're, you know, you're a different guy. You know, what do, what do you bring to the table as an organization or whatever that's, that's different from them that, you know, you can benefit from, you know, Detroit's a different city than Boston. You know, let's build on like Detroit's, Detroit's awesome. You know, maybe build on what Detroit represents and build that into the culture of football and, and uh, so I think maybe this um, bringing a little bit to the, I think they, they have what it takes, but um, just kind of, like I said, be more of themselves rather than uh, trying to, uh, you know, emulate uh, someone else so much. So that, in, in my opinion, but I don't know. 
Well, I, I appreciate that, uh, Jason. I appreciate you making the time um, to, to, to kind of um, talk over everything that happened. And I, I think it takes a lot to apologize about something like that when you don't necessarily have to. I mean, you even said it yourself. You, you don't necessarily, um, you know, disagree with, with the message, maybe just the delivery system, something like that. I, I don't want to take words out of your mouth, but that's, right, is, yeah, is that kind yeah. of the gist of what you're saying? Right. Yeah. I stand behind, you know, I guess my intentions behind it and yeah, the other, definitely the message of the whole video. Um, but yeah, that little, that little clip, you know, uh, you know, whatever I could have, you know, personally, or didn't need to do personal tax, could have done that differently. So I, yeah. and I apologize. They didn't, they didn't deserve all that. So, so yeah, but now well, I appreciate I think- you guys let me uh, come on and talk about that too. Yeah. And I, I think it takes a big man to apologize, um, something like that, something that not a lot of people are willing to do. And I, I appreciate that. Um, I want to give you the last word, though. Do you have any message for the people of Detroit? I know you're there in Winnemucca now, but I'm sure um, a, a, heart, a piece of your heart still remains in Detroit. So what do you what do you have to say to the Lions fans out there that still are, are curious about you? Matt, well, I'll say the Lions fans, I think, uh, you know, they got a good quarterback and uh, um, they definitely have potential for a good team. And I, I'm I'm definitely still rooting for those guys. and. And as a, as a city man, I earned so much respect for Detroit. Um, it's a lot of you know, kind of the type of person I am, uh, hard work, blue collar type style. And um, uh, I honestly, man, I I, uh, I had a great time out there, and the city was cool. The people were great, um, and I appreciate. I I honestly had a lot of support from Detroit, and um, that that seriously meant a lot to me. Um, and so, uh, unfortunately, I'm you know, it ended. Not not the way that probably we all thought it might or whatever, but um, I'm very uh, appreciative of everything that city did for me. Well, all right. I, I know like with the music that you do make, I, there's plenty of venues to play in the city of Detroit. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you get to the point where you're doing a little tour and you can come up here right. and show for us, huh? Heck yeah, I, I'd love to, man, for sure. <laughs> Maybe just All don't right. play Battleborn now, but <laughs> <laughs> just not the video in the background. You can play the song. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe there just you go. eliminate that line <laughs> in the song yeah. too. We'll see. <laughs> but thanks again, Jason. Oh, really appreciate you joining us. Um appreciate you reaching out to us and, and great to hear from you too. We're we're glad that you're you're doing well back there in Winnemucca. Make sure um to tell everyone we said hi because we we, we feel attached to that city maybe as much as you do Detroit. So uh thanks <laughs> right, again for joining right, us right. and uh hopefully we'll hear from you again sometime soon. That well sounds good guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. 